Hello, everybody. Welcome to RPG Cast, episode 699. For the week of November 18th, 2023, it's Black Friday week. The hype is real. The wallet is empty. It's Black Friday year. It's always Black Friday. That's my secret. That's the only reason to read Twitter anymore, that's for sure. All right, I was going to do that earlier. All right, let's, let's go to Twitter. I, I, I realize I'm, I'm joined by two people: Kelly Ryan, Josh Carpenter. Uh, yeah, hi, hi. I I realize that that like Wario sixty four deals are the only reason why I even still have a Twitter account. All right, what do we got? Wario sixty four's most recent entry: House of the Dragon, the complete first season steelbook, four K UHD for twenty four ninety nine on Amazon. Can't I just stream that on? Yeah. Oh, on HBO. So that's two months mm-hmm. worth. So yeah, all right, fine. Yeah, streaming is kind of not making money what? anymore. So they've been put a lot of streaming services have been putting their right. stuff on DVD. If you're watching live, please look at the screen. We have an entry for Elder Scrolls, Scrolls Five Skyrim Special Edition Xbox on at Walmart for 19.93, and the box art is for Detective Pikachu. <laughs> I don't know what you're going to get if you order this. Probably Skyrim. But I want I want this version of the game where Bethesda is modded in Detective Pikachu. It's a mystery. <laughs> if that doesn't exist, hopefully it does soon. Yep. Uh, let's see. We got the 8-Bit Doe Ultimate Wired Controller. Oh, it's wired. I'll pass. I love... I just like to have all the 8-Bit Doe controllers. I don't know why. 8-Bit Doe. 8, 8-Bit-O. I'm, I'm a sick man. I don't need I more did- controllers. <laughs> I tried to use one of the Bluetooth ones for my Steam Deck, and I didn't like it very much. Well, I'm sorry. Hmm. Is that my fault? If that's my fault, no. I apologize. I'll buy it off you, because I'll probably like it. it <laughs> Which one did you get? Seemed, Which one did you get? The, Let's the talk. one that looks like a Super Nintendo. Okay. Yep. It seemed very glitchy. Which, yeah. Okay. Let me try to narrow this down. There are different revisions of that controller. You probably got the most recent one, which is most likely to work best with the Steam Deck. But, like, you have to start them up different ways, depending on what you're connecting them to. It's weird. Yeah. Um, unless I you use their know. little dongle, which is fine, except for the Steam Deck, where you only have one USB port. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I use those. I use an original one because it's compa- more compatible with the iPad than the newer ones. It's a whole thing. Though, I guess... Oh, I don't even know anymore. 8 controllers that look like SNES have a history. And I think, think suffice it to save, the safest thing to do is buy all of them because then you'll have the one that works. But also you have to worry about what version of firmware you're on because they change their functionality at some point that could impact you, but likely won't. But it really depends on what you're doing and if you're using some Raspberry Pis with glitchy Bluetooth or not. (laughs) Or iPads. I I think I picked it up on like a lightning deal or something. And... um. That that's probably why, because they I, were clearing out the old Whatever ones. you can do, I, what I like to do with the 8-Bit Do's now <laughs> is the uh, the ones that work with their 2.4 gigahertz dongle and plug that in, because that's the mm-hmm. easiest pairing and experience. Though I think the latest and greatestest have like... Since these are... This is a line of controllers that exists 
across generations. Basically, you you just buy one that was produced when the consoles you want it to work with existed. <laughs> so I have to do research to figure this out? A little out? bit. I don't think as much as I'm making it out to be, especially if you don't want the one that looks like a SNES. But, like, there's firmware and stuff, so, like, go to their site and... They roll their site will only show the current models, which is probably all you should be looking at anyway. And so then you'll know what to buy, what not to buy, because it'll either be on their site or won't be. <laughs> I mean, since they updated their firm or Steam Deck updated their firmware to better support the PS4 controller, that's what that's what I've been using instead. That's what I use and with my Steam. I like the PS4 controller because it's quiet unlike the xbox controller and i know some people really like the d-pad on the xbox controller and that's like a whole fighting thing that's like a vim versus emacs um legos versus duplo mega blocks (laughs) amc versus um actually i don't know another cinema chain anymore (laughs) We, we have Regals here. AMC versus Regal. I'm trying to think of r- rivalries that aren't really, <laughs> that nobody cares about. Um, yeah, anyway. yeah. I, Cinemark says Cyrail. All right, cool. AMC versus Cinemark. Did they die? They might have. <laughs> KFC versus Taco Bell. Aren't those in the same building sometimes? Yeah. <laughs> AMC. So is KFC also owned by Te- Pepsi? Or did that did yeah. Pepsi get rid yeah. of all that stuff? Like Pizza no, Hut, Pepsi. KFC, Taco Bell, they're all owned by Pepsi, right? Yeah. Yeah. All the mediocre fast food chains. Hey, Pizza Hut's better than Domino's. Hey, we had <laughs> K- we had KFC a lot in Japan. Yeah, I just shot it from the other room. No, it isn't. I divorce you. <laughs> she likes eating it Little was- Caesars pizza. You can't trust her. <laughs> Little Is that Caesars. all they have in Canada? She's like, if I'm going to have cheap cardboard, I'm getting the cheapest. <laughs> <laughs> I can't argue that logic, honestly. <laughs> I mean, Little Caesars hits different. <laughs> it sure does, right into the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> it's damn good for five bucks, says Cyrell. Like, yep. Same as Domino's, in my opinion. <laughs> If you if you've never had the well, and I don't, this has been twenty years, so it's probably different now. But like back when I was in college, Domino's Pizza by a college was different than Domino's Pizza not by a college. Like the Domino's Pizza by the college, everything was five dollars or less because poor college students, and the quality showed. <laughs> so so f- funny thing um, where I went to college there's actually the first pizza hut on campus nice because pizza I, I hut was started in pizza hut was started in wichita kansas there, there's your pizza hut trivia domino's was when i was in college domino's was what you went to when you were just so sick of uh, papa john's because everywhere every, every little student event on campus had papa john's that was the good pizza in college yeah, that's why it, they went to Papa John's because Domino's is what you got people you didn't like, <laughs> unless you had a Gumby's, and then that's a whole other discussion because then you have the Gumby's breadsticks. Is is there no love for Godfather's here? Uh, the they cast? weren't. They weren't no, an on campus pizza chain. Godfather's is 
they were in Omaha, which is where I live, but not where I went to college. Um, and they were more like a pizza buffet sort of place. Ah, uh, okay. And memories of Godfathers from when I was a kid, but the, by the time I was in college, they were kind of gone from this region. Because we, we go to Godfathers all the time. There's only one Godfathers left in town, and it's like all the way across town. So what I ended up buying a pizza bag on on Amazon so that we could keep the pizza warm while we were driving home. And every freaking time I walk into the Godfathers with the pizza bag, I get, oh, we don't have any DoorDash orders at the moment. It's like, no, I'm not DoorDash. I just happen to have a pizza bag. Oh, okay. And it drives me crazy. You should, like, this is when you get, like, an Etsy craft that covers the outside of the pizza bag with something that explains it. So you just have to hold up the pizza bag and it, like. (laughs) I'm not DoorDash. I just have a pizza bag. Yep. I just like warm pizza. And like the goal is to get distinctive coloring to your pizza bag too, so that people will know, oh, if you see the lady with the purple pizza bag, she's fine. She's not DoorDash. It's just hers. It just so so it's crazy. not just the text, it's off of the color coding so the staff can spread the word. Did you like, see that crazy lady time. with the purple pizza bag? <laughs> that's what I was about that, yeah, I know, but that's what you want, because then they know they recognize you on site. You're the crazy pizza bag lady. <laughs> And I say every time it's like you can get these off of Amazon. They don't care. They don't have money. They're teenagers. <laughs> and then seeing them watch me struggle trying to get the pizza in the bag. It's like, well, you're definitely not a definitely not a DoorDasher after that display. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kelly, you could just do this this whole operation at in your the car. car. <laughs> <laughs> what bring Save the pieces? Bring the pizzas out to the car, then put them in the bag? Yeah. Yeah. Vaughn, I, I think we solved the problem. <laughs> Have you never considered that? <laughs> no. Well, because it's easier to carry the pizzas in the bag. Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. I And I probably would still do it in the store, but that is an option at least. <laughs> I, You know, that's something I never considered, and I feel dumber. You'll trip and drop I've... the pizzas. Yeah. And dropping them in the bag is better? A little well, bit, yeah, I suppose. They still stay contained. Yeah. All the contained pizza mess. And honestly, <laughs> contained pizza mess was my wrestling name in college. I thought that was going to be the tagline for Godfather's. Contained pizza mess. <laughs> contained. Godfather's new slogan. Contained pizza mess. They aren't going to go flying all over in the pizza bag. And if they do, the results will be delicious. Maybe you want a, do you want a one terabyte expansion card for your Xbox for $125? No. No? All right, cool. Let's see. We got an internal SSD for the PS5 for 200 I think I only paid like 90 for my SSD. This is a four terabyte. Is yours Big four boy. terabyte, Kelly? I cannot remember now. It's probably not. I'd have to- They've got a one terabyte for 56 Wow. I'm finding I'm still okay with cleaning the the fridge on both those consoles. Um but I do like how much cheaper it is to upgrade the storage on the PS5. Yeah. <laughs> cheaper and easier. Yep. The, the hardest the biggest issue I had with upgrading on the PS5 was trying to get the cabinet open. Let's see. No, at the Xbox it's easier to upgrade cuz you just slide in an external drive. The memory uh-huh. card. Yeah, it it just so it costs more, but it's easier. Whereas the PS5 costs less, but it's a little bit harder because you have to 
do minor console surgery. Eh, once I got the uh, lid open, it was just a matter of um, finding the space and plugging it in and then screwing it down. Kelly, there's five steps or whatever. So that's like, that's, that counts as surgery for people who just want to play their game. Okay. Well, enjoy the proprietary Xbox <laughs> card. I'm not saying it's better. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Do you want a $40 Xbox Stellar Shift controller? Actually, that looks nice. Mm-hmm. I don't need another Xbox controller. Especially since they're so clicky loud, but like that looks nice for 40 bucks. It's a normal Xbox series controller. All right, cool. Go get that. Um, oh, $20 off $40 or more video games at QVC with a holiday code with the code holiday 20. And then, Ooh, they've got a donation link so you can get over 40 bucks in case you're really close. That's smart. So goodbye. I don't want to buy any of these. That's the problem. You don't I, like video games, Chris? I, That's the problem. Mm, is that what's going on? Did Maybe. I turn old? Yeah. Right oh, up. crap. Are, are you old and crotchety? Might be. I get Hogwarts. Late. No, I'm not allowed to buy that. Um, Assassin's Creed Mirage for $44.99 with $20 off. Hey! That's not bad, right? And then I get to hear the smoking lady talk a lot. What's her name? Um, I can't say her name. I literally can't pronounce it. It's in my search history. Shora Agdashlu, who's also in, like, The Expanse. But she's got, like, a great, great voice. voice. Yeah. It's like Linda Hunt with ten times the gravel. It's great. Anyway. Um, so she, I don't know, uh, from what I've heard, the game isn't very good, though. So it doesn't matter. Mm. It's just to listen to her. Uh, ooh, a Steam Deck for $109. Yeah. Hey, are you going to upgrade to an OLED? What? An OLED Steam Deck. I said, oh, I meant Stream Deck. Am I going to upgrade to a, an OLED Steam Deck? Oh, why is that, Anna? Yeah, you can let Anna have your old one. It's, she says the differences aren't significant enough, but Anna, you can have my old one. Play games on it, portably, in bed. All the things you've ever thought about playing on PC, but don't play because it's not portable. Heroes of Might and Magic is, could be the first game on there, since it's literally the game you play on every platform you own. <sighs> she plays Heroes of Might and Magic, um, the mobile... pat. Clash of Heroes. She plays it on everything. She's playing the Definitive Edition right now on her laptop. <laughs> She's literally shaking with how happy she is about that. Like, <laughs> I got nothing. Kelly? Um, yes. In all honesty, though, I thought about the new Steam Deck, and um, Anna has made it clear I can't use her as an excuse for buying a new one. Um, and okay. honestly, it's like the only thing I care about, like I haven't found a strong desire for the OLED screen. I know it would be slightly nicer, but I don't care that much. Um, because I don't play like the big cinematic games on there. I play them on my actual PC that has an OLED monitor. <laughs> um, oh, that makes sense. But, um, then the next thing I would care about is, you know, more performance, which it doesn't give you more battery life, except I always play it plugged in. 
So literally the only thing I'm left to care about is less noisy fan. And that, that does appeal to me, but I could also just mod my own to have a less noisy fan. Or, you know, just turn up the volume. Yep. So I'm not convinced yet to spend that much money just to upgrade for that. Um, If they had upgraded the performance, I think I would have already pre-ordered it. Yeah. Yeah, I think that was my take, too. It's a nice mid-cycle refresh, but not enough to... Actually, it kind of works well. I did the switch. But you don't feel like you're missing out by not getting it if you already got one. I mean, Mm -hmm. I did the switch OLED. I cared there. I don't know I why. I did the Switch OLED because they did a special edition Pokemon one. Oh, I know why. Because Switches are less expensive than the top-end yeah. Steam Decks, too. That also matters. That matters, too. If the Steam Deck like, were 300, it'd be I mean, easier I have, to... Yeah, if I had an entry-level Steam Deck, I'd be more likely to replace it as well. I don't. I bought the one with the fancy no-glare glass. So to get that same level, I'm back up at 550 again or something like that. And it's like, I don't want to do that unless I'm getting a performance bump, which I wouldn't be. Just wait a couple of years and then there will be. Oh, yeah, of course. Bump. Yeah, yeah. Or I'll get an Asus ROG or ROG 2.0 or whatever they're up to by then. Whoever wins. <laughs> Whoever or, wins, we all lose. <laughs> this is not Aliens versus... Do we have any feedback from last week? <laughs> no, we asked about loot games, and nobody wanted to fess up, as it were. Did we cover no, what we're... you're playing, Kelly? Um, Besides Twitter deals? Uh, so, I got kind of sucked into a game that's become a bit of a meme on Twitch. Have you guys ever heard of Soika Game? No. No. So, ha- have you ever heard of... 2048? Yes. a Game is basically 2048, but with... 2048 itself is a stolen concept from the game called Threes. Ah, okay. So, you're in a big... You have a big bin, and you... Try to... How do I... You drop fruit into the bin, and fruit has an evolution chart. So, it starts out with a cherry... And then uh, you combine two cherries for a strawberry, two strawberries for grapes, and so on and so forth. And you keep combining until you get uh, a watermelon. Only the the, the more you combine, the bigger the fruit gets and the harder it is to kind of fill the bin. And this has been kind of a meme game on Twitch because people have been trying to basically speed run to get to watermelon. Mm Mm-hmm. And I kept hearing about it and hearing about it, and I, I had – it's like $3 on Switch. Yeah. Um, there's also a bunch of mobile versions, but I found that the Switch is the best version just because the physics are just feel better. But I'd be like, okay, I'm just going to play a little bit of this until I uh, – and then get it out of my system and then switch to um, Star Ocean. How do I spell and it? And then Suica. Oh, with a K. Yeah, it's coming yeah. up. And next thing I know, it's like two in the morning and I'm still like one, one more time, one more time. I got so close. I I, I got to the melon, but not the watermelon. And it was like two in the morning. I'm thirsty and need to pee. And I'm, I became obsessed with that game. You know, 
this year, I this is the second game I've had to delete off my uh, office system because I was playing it too much. The first one being the original Vampire Survivors. But at the same time, it was like so relaxing. And I've been a little bit stressed out at work the past couple of days. And it, it's kind of a very zen game where you just put a, put on an um, audio book or a podcast and just combine fruit until f- four in the morning, apparently. And I, I like the game, but f- fair warning, you're going to get sucked in- into it pretty quick if you play it. Yep. Doing it now. <laughs> oh, you bought it? It's on the website for free. Oh, the Switch version is also very addictive. Okay. But I, I I bought the Switch version with gold points, so technically I got it for free. Too. No, you didn't. You paid for those coins. Uh, Don't yeah. pretend like you didn't. I refuse so, to let you lie to yourself. <laughs> okay. Well, what, what about the other game that I'm playing that I probably shouldn't have spent money on, but I did? Uh, Warcraft Rumble. Is that the mobile game that just came it, out that yep. people said sucked while it was in beta? I am having a lot of fun with it, <gasps> aside from the fact that I keep hitting brick walls in the single player mode. And then, oh, yeah, do, can you get past those walls by paying money? Oh, yeah, because you could buy oh. spend like 50 bucks on coins and level up your party to God knows how much. Interesting but, how that works, huh? I, I had just I bought the thing that gives you double experience for the life of the game and like 10 bucks worth of gold just to get myself started. Okay. And that's all I'm spending the money on. Okay, sure. I believe you. Um, Do you believe her, Vaughn? And yeah, I mean, it's basically like a baby. (laughs) Vaughn does not believe you. (laughs) I'm curious, Vaughn, can you... Can you see my purchase history on the phone bill, or is that strictly a Google Play thing? I I need to know for science. Need to know how uh, embarrassing this is going to be. Okay, he doesn't see it. Good. So so I, uh, I'm only spending the thirty dollars so far. Yeah, this is. I'm playing the Suica game. This is not going to happen. Just the scale of this is stacked against you. Um, the trick is to only put smaller fruits on top of bigger fruits. Got it. And kind of keep them in groups so that you can make chains. Um, but, but, but Warcraft Rumble. So yes. I didn't realize people What are you doing it? Explain um, the game. Yeah. It's a mini RTS mm-hmm. where you have minis and you throw the minis out on your board. And mm-hmm. at the bottom of the screen, there's like a gold bar that ticks. And the different minis cost different. Uh, is this an auto battler? Kind of. I mean, a little. Well, no, not really. Um, sorry, I thought you meant like, do, do you have to like manually fight? No, you just you throw the minis on the board. No, I meant, is it fight. like um, Dota chess or whatever? It sounds a lot Dota. like Clash Royale, says Cyro. Okay. Well, never mind. Yeah. Um, but it's basically like a mini RTS Warcraft, or I guess. Uh, do you do unit yeah. upgrades and control them and tell them what to do or like? No, you just you, you send the minis onto the board and they go. It's kind of like a Dota, okay. I would say. Um, and there there's like a um weakness. There's a couple of weakness triangles. Is this a, like is this a reverse tower offense? No, 
you, you keep cutting it off me, cutting me off before I can explain. So you have like a tower. Well, I guess. Well, let me we'll be back that up. You have um, the opponent at the other end of the board and you're send, sending minis across the board to take out the uh, opponent and the, the opponent is sending minis at you. And there's a weakness trio where uh, range units take out flying units, flying units take out um, melee units, and melees take out ranged. And there's also um, another weakness triangle where AOE attacks take out groups, groups take out single targets, and then single targets take out AOEs. Uh, so, and you have different units with different attack types. Like I've got a flying unit that's a bat that throws bombs that's an AOE attack. So you really got to think about your units and what kind of opponent you're going up against. Um, I got stuck on a fight for about an hour last night that the the AI was just throwing like constant groups at me so you really need kind of a squad of flying aoe's but then they have that one uh a night elf on a on a tiger with a glaive that can take out your flying units in one hit so you kind of need a melee unit in there to uh, help take out the range and it's like really strategic and and fun if you have the right army because you go to look up strategies for fights that you get stuck on and they're like, oh, well, it was easy. I just used these characters with these talents. Well, you got to spend gold to upgrade all of those talents. Um, the, the reason why I am digging this one is because the main reason why I have fallen off of mobile games, particularly uh, Final Fantasy VII Ever Crisis, is there's only one freaking currency and it's gold. Hmm. And I don't know about you, but I'm so sick and tired of gotcha or games that are all gotcha and have eight different currencies. Yeah. Or is this this? It's like the only monetization is either buying gold or buying the uh, double experience boost. So far, there's an another bit of monetization involving like other upgrade materials but i haven't unlocked that yet but it's not nearly as confusing and in the store for the, for the gold um there's like a grid of the minis that you can buy and the grid kind of changes every couple of hours and you can even um Hit, hit a button to switch it up once like three times a day and on, on the grid is where the minis that you can buy that show up like right now i'm looking at it and there's like raptors on sale for 90 gold or i could spend 250 gold to upgrade my um rind blackhand mini with a talent and then yesterday there was a uh a, a mini that was like a think an epic quality one for 2000 gold so yeah i mean it, it is very much pay to win and i just I, i'm watching this it looks like clash royale it looks like a game that was designed around making money rather than about being fun and i just i'm having that same initial revulsion i have to mobile gaming right now but it looks different enough that i'm like still slightly tempted like oh Cute Warcraft units doing funny things. That could be neat, but I just don't trust them. 
<laughs> I mean, I, I booted it up being very cynical, and it's like, next thing I know, I'm, I'm playing this for hours. That's what they're designed to do to you, though. <laughs> and, and it's really cute, but you're right. It is kind of pay to win. And I'm sure, you know, do, doing the three th- free thing is going to take a little while, especially getting through the single-player campaign. But then I was reading that you can... Uh, do heroic versions of the levels after you get done with the single player campaign. Mm. And there's also the PVP fights, which mm-hmm. are kind of fun. Where they, they I assume they, the end game is all heroic stuff and PVP. Yeah, and there's gonna be raids mm. and there too. That there's a dungeon in there right now. But um So do you buy it, permanent unit upgrades? You were talking about buying yeah. things that are on sale? Okay. So those yeah. last. Um, but you have to decide what to invest in because some units, of course, are better than others and you don't know what they are because you have to find a good website and the good websites that list tier units you can't necessarily trust because they're covered in ads. And oh my gosh, <laughs> it's a whole lifestyle mini game or mobile gaming. It's too much stress. We, <laughs> we shall see how much I stick with this because... Well, it is fun. Some of the levels have been kind of frustrating, particularly that one that I was stuck on that had that there was just nothing but pumping, doing nothing but pumping units into the uh, stratosphere. Okay. Um, but but at the same time, that one was kind of fun because <laughs> you know, each each map kind of feels like a puzzle to figure out. Also, I'd you know, like you all to know something. I've broken Suica game. <laughs> How did you break? <laughs> I made too many matches. I guess it broke. It literally crashed. It's frozen on my screen. You can see it on the stream right now. <laughs> it's mid merging and it's just broken. <laughs> I guess it doesn't was, like Firefox. I don't know. What was driving me crazy about the Suica game on the Switch is the physics and um, it would. Sh- you know, you'd combine fruit and they would they kind of do a little pop and they would shoot fruit out of the bin. And as soon as the fruit goes out of the bin, you lose. <laughs> You're punished for succeeding. And there was multiple times that I nearly wanted to throw my switch into a wall because I was having a really good run. So this game then- looks to be programmed in JavaScript and um, those can be real wild, especially on console. Yeah, the console JavaScript engines are not always as well fleshed out or and, similar enough to the environment the developers work in on the PC. And I, I feel kind of bad that I've been into more mindless games lately, like Soika Game and this Warcraft Rumble, than playing, quote unquote, something proper like Star Ocean. And I'm having fun I'm with Star Ocean. I thought, you were about to, I thought you were about to do a transition of like, I'm playing more mindless games like Star Ocean. Yeah. Sorry, Chris, what did you whisper? Path of Exile. Oh. <laughs> I'd rather play that than Warcraft Rumble. Though I do feel the siren call of the mobile game, I will admit. I mean, uh, being nope, 100% nope. I'm not judging you. I'm objective. just saying for me. I know. It's just being 100% objective. I wouldn't have put dozens of hours into this game if i wasn't having fun it's just (laughs) i see i don't even trust myself to make that decision anymore with mobile games because i know how much they mess with your psychology like i don't know is this really fun or did it just manipulate me is there a difference and then i fall into an existential hole that ends in like 
I need to read an Ayn Rand novel or something like that. And it's, it's just terrible. <laughs> oh no, don't go down that hole. I know, yeah, right? <laughs> don't, be that, don't be that desperate. <laughs> Anna's like, please don't. I'm, I won't. I won't. I won't. I'm sorry. Because <laughs> next thing you know, you're going to be bitching at us about taxation without representation. and I, I didn't want to say Nietzsche and I couldn't think of anything else that's depressing to read besides Anra. Ayn Rand. So, what do you want from me? Uh, <laughs> um, but, but and, and it's the thing I've been enjoying uh, that the Hold Star on. Ocean. Cyril says, so does that mean the horny gotcha games get you reading Terry Goodkind? <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> All right. Thanks. Next. What about George R. R. Martin? I don't know. <laughs> now we have to assign authors to genres. I guess. <laughs> That's our question of the week. <laughs> Uh, what but, are we talking um, about? Sorry, I, I've I've been really enjoying Star. Is Star it good? Ocean. The, the remake, remake, right? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, the I don't think the original game had fast travel, and it also has like a difficulty slider and various things that kind of make the game a little less grindy, like um, the, the some of the crafting thing or the end game crafting things make it a little less grindy, so you don't have to necessarily. Well, well, there's there's crafting things that let you get more experience and stuff like that. And I even unlocked something later on that uh, something called contraband that supposedly breaks the game, but I haven't gotten figured out or made those things that supposedly break the game. So I guess we'll see what that entails. But I, I mean, it's it's peak Star Ocean. It's the, it's the best game in the series. Um, and another thing that they added is that you can get characters from the other Star Ocean games as summons. Do you still make polygonal garbage when you fail a cooking recipe? No, they actually kind of fixed that. Oh. Yeah. I was surprised by that, too. So so this isn't just like they took the PSP game and made it, you know, like, upscaled it, basically, for HD? They actually did work on this? Yeah, they, they actually... Um, remade it with kind of modern sensibilities in mind um and another thing they did that's kind of a quality of life feature is that um i think before private actions would just kind of show up you'd have to know where they were and stumble into them and this time you can uh, whenever you go to the map screen to fast travel it shows where private actions are on the world map and that that's kind of how you up how you uh, do your friendship levels is um, it's find, finding the little cutscenes. It, it's kind of like the cutscenes and tales only instead of, or the, this gets in ta- the tales of series only instead of showing up as like you press the select button and see the portraits, you actually have to go seek out the skits. If that makes any sense. Yeah, I remember that from the first one. Yeah. Um. And, and and the story is is cute as ever, and the graphics. My God, this game is beautiful. Gr- granted, the kind of pixelated characters on the gorgeously rendered three D backgrounds is a little jarring, but yeah. at the same at the same time, uh, I want I want Square to lend this engine to um, Bandai Namco and let them remake the uh, t- the Judy Tales games. And this engine because it's so gorgeous. It's kind of crazy that Namco doesn't go back and 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 you know like re-release that kind of stuff. 
Yeah, I don't I don't understand that either. Um, Because Tales games have gotten crazy popular over here, and I I would love to see that those first three entries in the series, Fantasia, Destiny, and Eternia, um, get an HD spit shine. I don't know. Maybe they're one of those companies that feel like, oh, it's too old, and it would, you know, like the newer fans would not be up for that totally different, uh, you know, look and gameplay style. I guess so. I I don't understand that mentality. I don't know. Like, I think you can walk and chew gum at the same time, but, you know. (laughs) I mean, it seems like Squeenix has been doing a lot of uh, old school remakes, like the Pixel Remasters and this, and we're getting that um, 2D HD version of Dragon Quest III at some point. Mm -hmm. And I I wish sometimes companies would go back to their PS1 well and give us some some old PS1 classics cuz uh, I'm not going to lie this has got me in kind of a PS1 nostalgia uh kick oh, again. Okay. I, I feel, Play that instead I of feel, Warcraft Rumble. <laughs> you really don't like me playing this, do you? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just thinking of your wallet's best interests. No, I can I can stop myself from I can stop whenever I want to. (laughs) (laughs) I'm totally in control. Chris, come on. That cuts into my Lego money. Yeah, that's true. You're right. There's bonus points this week. (laughs) (laughs) I can't spend too much on here because it would hurt my Lego addiction. Checkmate. (laughs) I'm not sure that's the win you think it is. So, funnily enough, we did go to the Lego store last Monday because we um, stayed up in uh, Lawrence, Kansas overnight to go to a concert. And then um, Kansas City is like a 30-minute drive away at that point. And it's like, let's go uh, grab, go to the Lego store. And I saw the Hocus Pocus house, and I really wanted that set and held off because I was saving money for my Japan trip. And I grabbed that and one of the some of the Sonic sets that I had held off on buying and was like, Chris, or Vaughn, this is Vaughn. This is my last hurrah before. You don't even have to justify it to Vaughn anymore. You have to justify it to me. Yeah, and and Vaughn's like, nope, I get it. My last hurrah before what? Before Christmas. Before Christmas. Okay, next year we're gonna have lots more hurrahs. Let's be clear. But for now, (laughs) it's just these four expensive sets. Well, it's because the Christmas zone is coming up, and we're not allowed to buy stuff for ourselves. Vaughn bought three hundred dollars of Legos at the same time. He's no one to talk. I see. <laughs> yeah, he did. Alcoholics helping each other at the bar. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that's my pro tip: marry somebody that understands that buying Legos is a valid emergency. Ann and I buy video games. We don't. We don't judge each other for it. <laughs> um. And that was after spending $200 at the concert on t-shirts and You got to tell people what concert you went to, because it's vaguely gaming related. Oh, yes. I, I, went, I saw Dragon Force last weekend. Yes. Did you play and, Guitar Hero with them? 
No, no, um, that's too I, bad. They did, when they played through the fire and the flames, they didn't even acknowledge Guitar Hero. What? And I wonder if that, it's that. It's I it's that old. Like nobody remembers Guitar Hero anymore. The, the, <laughs> the, they have a new Legend of Zelda themed song called "Power of the Triforce," and M- Mark Hudson, the lead singer, was like, "Okay, you may think this is about Breath of the Wild or Tears of the Kingdom, but it's actually about Link to the Past because our guitar player is effing old." <laughs> and he, he proceeded to flip off the lead singer. And then they had these two arcade giant arcade cabinets set up on either side of the stage, and these giant arcade cabinets uh, would play footage of various video games or just kind of various things. They had monitors in them during the some of the songs. And during Legend, the Power of the Triforce song, it was playing nothing but uh, Zelda stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, including going going to like, like really obscure wells like the CDI games and the Four Swords Adventure games, which these are big the screens. These are like giant. These weren't just arcade machines. These were set props. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the uh, guitarists were standing on top of the. the yeah, they were um, standing they, on them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I um, saw but, pictures. But it was still, it's cool. It was still really cool. Yeah. Oh, it was so you went cool. to a co- and, then, and he brought out a cuckoo and sent it into the audience. <laughs> Yeah, so he he breaks out this giant chicken and says, okay, there's two rules about this chicken. I want it to go into the balcony, and I want it back, because apparently the night before at Detroit, the chicken just got eviscerated. Which is the, the, what uh, you should expect at a rock concert to happen to your stuffed chicken, but whatever. The guy is British. I think he expected people to be more polite. At a rock concert? What do they do at British hard rock concerts? I don't know. Have tea? I, probably. <laughs> oh, all right. I want to go check he, that he out. Was very, Sounds like a fun vibe. Gen- <laughs> he was very gentleman-like. He was like, uh, be, be careful, guys, out in front. I don't want you to get crushed. Two requests, I need the chicken back. <laughs> yeah. Also, I would like it to reach the, the balcony. So we're kind of like right by the balcony because we, we got high a little higher up so that we could see the stage better and I see it make into the balcony and Ooh. then kind of go across and the next thing I know I see the chicken coming to my face yay did and it I'm hit like, you oh my did God. you did you bop the chicken no oh. somebody intercepted it and I'm taking video of this chicken and I'm stolen reviewing my video and like why does my camera work get so shitty at that point oh <laughs> because there's the a chicken, chicken flying at you you're avoiding the chicken uh, yeah yeah incoming um, foul <laughs> but it, it was one of the fun, most fun concerts i'd ever been to and in, in my life and i've been going to concerts since i was like 17 that way back in like 1997 and crap, I'm old. I also have trouble standing the entire time. I still love that you were as excited for the opening band as you were for the main band because the opening band was from a commercial you like. No, that 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 the Hallelujah song is not a commercial. Oh, um, they're they're a comedy. So Nano War of Steel is. A I thought it was from an Nano- IKEA song. Yeah, the song is about IKEA, but that's the joke. Okay. Um. But so, so then the, the one of the opening bands is called Nano War of Steel, and they are a comedy metal band outside of, from Italy, and basically they're heavy metal weird out. They they just do really funny parody songs. So it's it's parody, parodying more metal culture than necessarily pop culture because they have songs like in the style of Dragon Force and Seven. 
some of the more obscure metal bands like Sabaton and basically stuff that is massively popular in Europe, but Americans. Bond's making you sound great in the chat, by the way. What is he saying? She wouldn't shut up about them the entire time leading up to it. Well, I love this band. I've noticed. (laughs) And I did fan art for them. And I printed out poster, a poster of the said fan art. Totally normal fan art. Yeah. Um, Gave it to them, and the the band's manager slash bass player was so happy that he hugged me, and that made my whole night. And I, I'm in that they have a Patreon, and I'm in their page, private Patreon chat, and they're just really fun to talk to because they're they're nice and they're kind of humble, and even though their on stage personality is just insane, and um the the bass player and the lead singer were at the merch stand, and he showed the lead singer, the, the fan art I did. And the lead singer is the one who designs all of Nano Wars uh, cover art. So when he was like, damn, that's really good. I was just like over the moon. Cause like, I'm, I'm literally wearing a shirt with his artwork on it. And he's saying that my, my fan art was really good. Nice. So <laughs> it, it was kind of a bucket list moment for me. I've always wanted to gift a band. I like fan art. Um, and have them actually like it because, like, way way back in the day when I got backstage at a Poison concert, um, their guitarist was not kind to me about fan art. Granted, Oof. my uh, art was sh- really shitty back then, but it is still a, a very bad experience for me. So having them be very gracious and, and accepting of it was just – made made my whole life. So and And now you know which band to be a fan of. Yeah, watch some of their YouTube videos. They have really good songs. Um, And they they were, I think they were a little bit appreciative that I dropped a lot of money on their merch. (laughs) Because I I bought like two t-shirts and their entire discography signed. Um, And the reason why I did that is because... That because they're from Europe, the shipping to have their stuff sent to me is outrageous. So it's like, if I'm here, I might as well get all of it. Um, uh, yeah, it's just like the Legos. You have to. It's the pre-Christmas rush. Well, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and you're, saving shirt- on, you're saving so much on the You can't afford not to buy to this get, stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then you've got all the money left over for the Legos. See, it all yep. works out. Yeah. Yep. You're literally printing money. So... Um, there's a shirt that I picked up that I can't wait to to wear. It's uh, called Heavy Metal Kibbles, and it has heavy metal cat puns on the back of it with a cat dressed up like a uh, somebody in a black metal band. It is, and it's pink, which I don't don't normally wear pink. The last time I got a pink shirt, Vaughn got me a pink shirt, and he made so much fun of me that I never wore the shirt again. But that was also before I was um, a little bit more sensitive about mm-hmm. my appearance. Now I could give a crap. So, <laughs> so yeah. And, and that wasn't even, I didn't even talk to you about Japan on the show. No, you didn't. Uh, you went to Japan. That, but you probably talked about wanna, it last week, though, right? Yeah, we, we, we talked about it last week. I, I will and say, we talked last um, night, so you don't have to. Yeah. I, I will yeah. say that Matt Mason, my podcast partner in Crimes Assessment about going to a cat cafe, was the funniest thing I've ever heard, that cat cafes are basically cat strip clubs. I'm, I keep trying to logic around that, and I can't. I think, I think he nailed it. Yeah. 
I mean, except there's no belt, you know, pants for you to tuck the dollar bills into, right? But no, he, he just gives them treats. Yeah, cat collars, Chris. Cat collars. <gasps> stick it in the cat collar. Done. Done. Yeah. <laughs> Did they have collars? I don't remember. Oh, they were nude don't... cats. Even more like strippers then. Well, and I, I went to two cat cafes, actually. I went to the Railway Cat Cafe. Um, mm-hmm. I you... saw pictures of that. That's so great. Yeah. <laughs> they if, just if sit anybody... on the model railroad and attack the trains. Mm-hmm. And they have a first-person camera on the trains, too. That um, If you've ever seen any footage of a first-person train getting knocked off of a track um, on like Reddit or... Um, Tumblr or any place, it is from that cat cafe because that's like th- their thing. They they love filming the cats and um, putting the videos up on the internet. Although I had to block somebody on Twitter that followed me and kind of yelled at me saying that that place is cruel and exploitative of cats. I mean, it's exploitative in the same way we are with any other livestock, I guess. Well, well yeah, but it's not like these cats are I don't know what they're doing to the cats that would that they're saying is cruel. Um, nothing that you described seemed particularly cruel, but they, yeah. they they think that the trains are stressful on the cats. Oh, I mean, I you're gonna have to evaluate each cat separately to see how they're reacting to them. Because I bet some cats would be stressed out by the trains, and therefore yeah. you would not home that cat there. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, you gotta pay attention. <laughs> But they're basically a cat cafe that became a cat rescue yeah. because uh, they had a bunch of stray cats in their area and they worked on getting their vaccinations and finding them homes. Nice. And the the railway cafe was about to go out of business because of COVID before the cats Gosh. became a thing. This whole thing makes me want to get trains for my cats because they would love to assault those. Um, I, And I... I I could borrow trains from my nephew and do the same thing. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I feel like my cats would either be scared of it or just bored of it. Um, and, and then the other cat cafe I went to, I talked about, um, they just, it, it was, the, the cats wanted nothing to do with me. They were cats that were very oh. much picked for their looks and not their personalities. Oh. <laughs> It's like they, they had they had a bangle, and I was trying to wave a toy in front of the bangle because it's like surely you will play with me. Bangles are super high energy. Yeah, yeah, and this and this bangle not this like, bangle. No, I, I you found the only lazy bangle. <laughs> but I, I honestly don't know if we just went at a bad time because the uh, the staff was kind of, kind of in the middle of weighing them and messing with them, and I think that they were just kind of done with being social that day um who knows it, it could have been just a bad time or they're, they're cats are just there for their looks and not necessarily their personalities and that's perfectly okay um and, and, and the cats they were all purebreds mm. uh they had like a munchkin and a bangle and a couple of rag dolls and a russian blue and a british well, you know what's hair. cruel to cats is pure breeding them yeah. well yeah <sighs> Sorry, I, know, I, know. I don't know why I'm going down that road right now. Because you it, care about cats? Yeah. That's why. <laughs> We've been over that sort of crap on this show enough. We don't need to bore people see, with it. See, <laughs> cat, cat, cat people are so different from dog people because dog people are like, well, I only get purebreds because I want to know where my dog is oh, from. Oh, there are cat people who do that too, though. Yeah. I know. They're like, I want the pretty cat. 
It's like, yep, yeah, you do. I, I want to know where my dog is from thing just cracks me up. I know where it's, it's like, from. Like, what does it matter? Do you only date people of pure breeding as well? Are you like that sort of a jerk in real life? Like, what's wrong with you? I want to know where my dog is from. Like, it's a dog and it wants to love you. Get over it. (laughs) And one more bit that cracked me up and we can move on is at at one of the airports, there was a dog that was sniffing for like contraband, like fruit and vegetables. And Vaughn says I stole this from a comedian, but I'm I'm sitting there thinking a dog that finds food for a living is just a dog. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. <laughs> and and my, my sister's like, well, he gets pay- he technically gets paid to do that in treats. And it's like I know. It's yeah. just, have you ever known a dog that could not Listen, find food? This is it's it's getting paid to do what he loves, and he never works a day in his life. <laughs> And, and yeah, that was a very, very cute dog. It was, a, it was a beagle going around sniffing people's bags. I'm like, oh, you're cute, but I can't touch you because you're a service dog but, or a working dog. But that's okay. I can still admire. So yeah, that that was more or less my Japan trip in a nutshell. I did a bunch of other stuff. I did the only video games that I bought was a Japanese copy of Shining Force and Baton Kaitos One and Two and uh, the Mega Man Battle Network collection. Um, all, all the other money went into other things. Yeah, like plushes. <laughs> Important things, like plushes. I, I bought so many plushes. So. Once again, Chris, they save so much on You're shipping. saving on shipping. Like you can't afford not to do it. Exactly. It's like the trip was free. You save so much on shipping. Anna's yelling at me to stop making fun of you from the other room. Sorry, Kelly. I mean, if if you're there, you might as well pick up the stuff, you know. I know. I, oh, oh, yeah. It's not like I wouldn't do the same thing. <laughs> Let's be clear. You got done telling me about your Japan trip, and I'm like, Anna, we're going to Japan, and we're bringing three empty suitcases. No, four. We did have to buy an extra suitcase to carry a bunch of the stuff back. Nice. Um, We was going to mail the stuff back, but um, the only FedEx was like an hour train ride away, and we weren't even sure if they had like boxes. Uh, it, not necessarily cheaper. Yeah, <laughs> FedExing yeah. from overseas. Yeah, um, I mean, it can be. Um, sometimes you don't have a choice if you're full up yeah. on luggage allowance too. Yeah, because yeah. I think with the airline we could check up to four bags, and we did check four bags. Four bags uh, were uh, checked. So, um, th- that's all I've done and played. I'm sorry, I've taken over way too. No, much it's because we don't have anything. I played Poe. I'm doing the the short term league to get a free box. I spent all of my remaining points on on the the random boxes you can get in the game because I wanted the microtransaction that when somebody trades me it rains money from the sky and I got <laughs> it and it made me happy. But then I realized after spending all those points I had left over that I didn't spend nine dollars in points. I spent ninety dollars in points because they they do an off by they're ten percent. When you spend 20 bucks on Path of Exile, you get 200 points. You don't get 22,000 like every other game in existence. <laughs> now, I didn't spend that money fresh. I had it from previous transactions I had made in the game to get other microtransaction items that came in a bundle. But 
I still felt pretty foolish when I was done. Except then I looked at my playtime and I realized, okay, I'm putting in the money in this one, unlike Neverwinter, so I don't feel as bad. And that's my my psychology for the week. And feel free to continue judging me. And I will yield the four to Josh. Who I, I've also kind of been making a, a virtual trip to Japan since I've been playing the new Like a Dragon Gaiden. Any good? Yeah, it's good. It's it's That's it's not a, a confident yeah. It's well, I mean, this was always set up as the um you know, this is the bridge game between Yakuza Six and Infinite Wealth. So it shows okay. what the heck Kiryu was up to during Yakuza Seven. The, the Like a Dragon games. Okay. So it picks up like right after at the end of six, Kiryu is quote unquote dead and he makes his like deal with the 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 bad guys from the Daidoji clan who were the group who were kind of like controlling Japanese politics from behind the scenes and he mm. makes his deal with them to you know to be dead, you know, but keep their secrets. And so he's become this like agent for them, you know, as part of this deal, he kind of like gets pulled out of retirement every once in a while when they've got something that pops up. And uh, apparently the the Omi clan has kind of figured out that Kiryu wasn't really dead and they set up this big um, trap basically to trap the Daidoji clan and, you know, kind of like bring Kiryu back out of retirement. So they kidnap Kiryu's handler that he's had with the with the Daidojis, and that that becomes Kiryu's thing. He's th- this guy is the only person that Kiryu's had like any contact with for the last few years, so he feels like he has to go and save the guy. So that's kind of the setup for the game. So you end up going back to Sotenbori, which they've gone to many many times, like Kelly in Osaka, mm-hmm. and y- y- you know, like it it's going back to the brawler style combat the combat in it feels really fantastic like it, it it's really quick and fast and and visceral it's always like i always love that in the yakuza games just you know that that i mean it gets done in every single game where where you know you have that setup of the 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 dumb thugs who are like oh who's this old geezer we're gonna beat the crap out of him and then you know like you you get to as Kiryu, you just get to pound them into the into the road, mm-hmm. and you just feel so satisfied. Like, uh huh, uh huh. You gonna talk about me? I'm like, no, no, no. I'm gonna beat the crap out of you. Um, Here's a bike to the face. <laughs> exactly, yeah, I was exactly. I was thinking about that every time I saw a bike or a motorcycle. Like, all I can picture is Kiryu just <laughs> slamming someone in the face with this. So, like, has yeah, has the Yakuza series like uh, messed with your mind when you're going? It to turns Japan you now into a like criminal, Kelly. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. Um, I'm gonna buy an orange there... and finish people. There's a traffic cone. I could beat that guy up with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially in you even went to Don Quixote. You were ready. You did your shopping. Oh, I forgot that I went to Don Quixote. I was like, this is the first time I've seen this place outside just the regular like staging area um did it look just like in the game yeah (laughs) what was weird was actually going inside (laughs) you could actually see it has an interior (laughs) what (laughs) i thought i just ordered from a menu at the window (laughs) 
It's got the same music. <laughs> yep. Did it? Oh my gosh. That's uh, great. To be honest, that bit I can't remember. The, anyway. the 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 beginning of the game is pretty linear, um, so I've just kind of gotten to the portion where it starts opening up and they 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 kind of let you uh, run free now. Um, but like, oh man, the the hostess clubs are are extra creepy this time. <laughs> uh oh. They they did this in six. I don't know. Kelly, if you were you, I think you maybe did it. One, I, I can't remember if you did it. They had the internet cafes with the actual live video of girls. Oh yeah, the, uh, you get an achievement that's like I, I'm just here for the articles or something. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so this time, instead for the hostess clubs, you know, like normally they've always just had um, character. You know, they create, they take a real person and then they create a character model for it, and the hostess club is all, you know, like with the mod, the character models in the game engine. This one, nah, they went total live video so you got the weird kind of sega cd sort of uncanny valley i don't know i don't know like the hostess clubs are always slightly creepy you know i mean that kind of goes with the whole you know like what's going on there Mm -hmm. but like with it just being live video it just feels like extra creepy for some reason You, you you're also just kind of thrown off because you're sitting there you're playing the video game and then suddenly it swaps over to live action video you're just like this it's very strange i mean they even sell it in the game as like oh it's you're you're going to this and i've heard about this more immersive hostess club you have to go and try it <laughs> and then it just swaps over to live action video I don't know. Maybe maybe it was caught. You know, they wanted to have it, but it's like we don't want to uh, animate and create character models. So we'll just record it. Is it like yeah. a way of saving money? <laughs> yeah, that I if I was adventure, I guess that would be it. It's possible. I mean, this, that, that is the other weird thing is that there's no English dub, at least at launch. Yeah, I was wondering why people were complaining yeah. about the, the Kiryu English voice. Um, I think they changed actors as well. Yeah, and people don't like the new actor. Um, yeah. How do they change actors if there's no dub yet? It's uh, they, they've announced. They, they've announced. Okay, the, so they're the, complaining the about a dub that doesn't exist. Correct. Yeah. Okay, cool. Got it. So we're still gamers. <laughs> All right, cool. Right, 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 right. We haven't heard it yet, but it's changed. It's, so it's bad. Mad. We haven't heard it, so it's bad. Got it. It, it is very strange that Sega is releasing this game without a dub, but it's going to come later. It's a it, it's a strange thing to do since the last couple have actually been dubbed right from the get go. I guess they yeah they, I thought you they know, had like, like they a have, a very efficient dubbing pipeline that yeah. released it like there were whole documentaries on how they reformed and did dubbing now for Yakuza, and I guess whatever happened that didn't work out this time <laughs> i don't well you know they're they're releasing infinite wealth in january so maybe they felt like they had to release this in you know several months in advance and yep. for whatever reason they, no, that, they just, that could be it yep the schedule got changed to make sure yeah. it doesn't that people could buy both games yeah yeah but it, i mean it's on game pass so if you have if you're one of the people that have game pass it's out there it's free 
I tried to get Anna interested in it, and she's like, but that's going to be the combat system, the action combat, right? I'm like, yeah. She's like, now wait for Ichigo. I'm like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) She missed out on what's happening with Kiryu. I I didn't pick it up right away either, just because I'm too busy right now. Yeah. It it is releasing at a quite busy time. I mean, we didn't even, I haven't even picked up. uh, or haven't even tried uh, playing Persona 5 Tactica, which is also on Game Pass. So Anna started playing that like a day or two ago. Um, I know she's liking it, and that's about all I know. It's, it's you know, Persona XCOM. And, uh, yeah. yeah. I'm curious to see. I heard some complaints about the lack of enemy variety, but I don't know. My, my only complaint so far is it doesn't seem to have surround sound. Oh, And that really? doesn't matter, but, like, it's weird it's every weird, time it happens. Yeah. Like I recalibrated all my Xbox settings and and stereo settings just to make sure. Like <laughs> this can't be true, and it seems to be true. <laughs> huh? So I've seen that with other games game? made for the Switch, primarily. Ah, uh, ah. Uh, the yeah. Switch can do Dolby Surround, and maybe this has Dolby Surround, but that's like then your sound system won't detect it. You have to like turn that on. Uh, sorry, with uh, Dolby like analog surround. Um, that's what I meant by that. But anyway, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Cause the switch can do surround. So this is weird. I don't get it. That, that, that makes more sense. If you think about it, that, that, that makes is sense just a low budget switch it. game. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it may literally just, I mean, this is like, where... this is the next persona Q more or less, except completely different tactical, tactical combat, but whatever. <laughs> But, you know, they put it on Xbox as well because Sega and Is it uh, on PS5 too, thing. or is it just Xbox? I think so, yeah. You think so? Or no? Let me do a quick search. That's a good question. I should know that. Oh, I guess it doesn't oh. matter. Like, we're not going to justify their decision of surround or not, but... Yeah, it's PS4, PS5 too. I'm confused because all of the advertising was done through Xbox because they've got that Sega has that weird yeah, thing. Yeah, it's co-marketing, the, right? So whatever. Well, well, yeah, they they do it and they you know they'll they'll keep it and not announce that it's on PlayStation for like two days and then the press release comes that oh hey it's on PlayStation too. It's so bizarre. <laughs> it's one thing to do co-marketing. It's we need thing. pre-orders yeah. on our free Game Pass game. I don't get it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm not complaining, but you know, it is strange. It is weird. Yes. Anyway, so that's out and that's all I know. What? That's everything we've been playing. I think, right? Yes, I believe so. Yeah. And we have no feedback. Like we said, no one wanted to fess up to playing the lewd games. Got it. All right. So we should talk about Zenless Zone Zero second close beta announced. Uh, I think this is the turn-based game. Oh wait, no, that's not going to start real. This is another game from the Genshin Impact people. More action one, action RPG. Yeah, yeah we've yeah. heard about it before, haven't we? Yeah. yeah. Okay. It was announced before. Um, this has more of an urban setting this urban fantasy instead of uh you know like regular fantasy so i, I believe so yeah okay um so uh signups are available through the date through, through certain dates for this equalizing test um i don't see the dates in the article but yeah uh, yeah i guess the deadline hasn't been announced so um 
uh, sign up for the closed beta now if you want to get picked. I guess you get prizes too. I, I guess. Including a driving wheel? What? <laughs> I don't understand this game. So we've got a Sugar and the Wanderer Mystery Dungeon introduces new features, including a live display mode for um, if you're playing on a stream that'll show your stats and stuff. Nice. Which is kind of cool. I um, like it. The game's also going to have online elements with a rescue option. I think kind of like how a transmitted mystery dungeon worked. Can I vote to uh, like send monsters to them on a stream? That's what that, I want. That would know. be kind of fun. Just kill them every time Neat, they get close to winning. Mean but fun. Mm-hmm. Um, the game also has a new mini map and a hot bar for up to four, four projectiles. Uh, I still have other games in the past or from the past games that I need to pick up and play because I, I I love mystery dungeon games. Um, we've also got uh, Dragon Quest Monsters Online modes in detail. Um, they come in several different categories, including ranked matches, friend matches, and uh, multiplayer turn- tournaments. Um, didn't we determine that Dragon Quest Monsters and game is pretty much just combining to get specific ones? When you say we... We, we talked about Dragon Quest Monsters on the show before. Gotcha. And we were just speculating about why there isn't competitive monsters. Well, I guess there is in Japan. Yeah. Not so much here. But um gosh, when when I was in Japan, they was like marketing all over the place for these in the uh video game sections of the stores. But yet the Lawson I went to still had was uh done up as uh Dragon Quest treasures. Treasures. Really? Yeah. Really? Weird. Um Lawson for those that don't know is uh their um a convenience store over there. By the way, yeah, Seven Eleven. Yeah, and they, they didn't have any promotions with anything else except an old Square Enix game at this point. That's for that weird. particular Lawson, yeah. yeah. Huh. I know it was it was weird. Um. So there's that. We've got Diablo 4's first expansion announced, Vessel of Hatred. Oh, um, are we in the BlizzCon news section? We we are in the BlizzCon news. Boop 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 boop. I'm back, Anduin. It's time to take care of that sword. Oh, but this is Diablo. Sorry. Yeah. It's Diablo, uh, Chris. It's dark. Yeah, this is dark. Um, Basically, the dude, the things that are happening that you thought were going to happen are happening, and there's an expansion about it. The <laughs> The evil doggy's going to corrupt the the girly, and the, the expansion is a trailer where he teases that. <laughs> the end. So it's coming a lot sooner than I thought it would come, but uh, the expansion's coming. When is it coming? When is it coming? Um, late 2024, and apparently there's going to be a new class that's like unlike anything they've ever done before, supposedly. You have um, to pay for every spell you cast with real money. <laughs> that's something they haven't done before. Don't give them ideas, Chris. You think they haven't had that idea already? I'm sure they have. Uh-huh. Just saying. And then World of Warcraft actually announced uh, their... Three, three expansions! expansions. <laughs> Instead of letting uh, it leak this time, we'll just announce it. <laughs> so, the, it's setting up a 
story trilogy called the World Soul Saga, and the first expansion is called the War Within, which is scheduled to arrive in 2024. So, and all right, then- Kelly, let me pitch this to you. You know how we had three expansions where we didn't really deal with any of the fallout from Legion? Yep. What if instead of that, we had three expansions where we dealt with the fallout from Legion? Yeah, it's almost as if you could just skip the past three expansions and nothing no, would change. No, uh, Dragonflight was fun. I, I yeah, don't know about the end game that currently, but making my little dragon dude and flying around the aisles was fun. So I'm, I like my little Azeroth vacation. I can keep that. The rest of it, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Nobody needs to remember Torghast. No, you're right. The only, the only thing they would have to explain is why Anduin looks like Aaron Paul now. Yeah. So the, there's a trailer. Anduin gets a haircut. He's stressed out and and doubts himself. So Thrall comes and says, "You're a good boy, Anduin. Let's go kill that sword." And that's basically the expansion trailer. So. And Vaughn was asking, like, why doesn't he have Doomhammer? And I said, well, that's because he gave, gave it Doom- away and you depowered it. <laughs> he gave it to us, and he's like, well, why didn't he ask for it back? And I was, I said, well, would you give Doomhammer back? Well, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> honestly no <laughs> thrall and, made a new and, weapon he made himself an axe and took it to the the afterlife and oh and when he thought that he could use a crossbow as a melee weapon <laughs> that's like thrall are you are you a moron <laughs> he's a shaman he doesn't understand their loot tables <laughs> nobody else does either <laughs> But yeah, I, I wouldn't give Doomhammer back. It's like, no, you, you gave it to me. They no depow- all those legendary weapons got depowered to deal with the, the sword, and then we never followed up on it. Hence why we need this expansion! So, okay, Dragon Flying is now coming to the main game as Dynamic Flight, I guess? Which I don't know what that means. All I want to know is, will my character, as a dragon with wings built into their body, can I do the same mount flying that everyone else can do? Because this is yeah, BS that they took it away. They're they're getting sore back. Good. Um, that they, they did address that, so you're good. All right. Unless they come out I'm with back. an even. Um, I guess I could also be a gummy or a sparkle sparkle dwarf. There's yeah. a new race. They're making um. You get to actually play as stone dwarves now, so yay! I guess I didn't. I was I didn't ask for this, but whatever. Someone wants it. <sighs> um, people were ma- also mad that we're getting the stone dwarves instead of the snake people. Again. We just got dragon people. Do we need another lizard people? Like, let's space it. There's got to be something else besides snake people. You could have gone for. I, I I honestly think the alliance is a little bit still bitter about getting diaper gnomes (laughs) diaper gnomes yeah the mecha gnomes they don't have leg armor so it looks like they're wearing diapers that's fair seriously josh look it up you'll never unsee it we got we got yeah i have have a lot of comment on world of warcraft race choices and it really comes down to they have too many options and that no choice they make is going to make anybody happy. So <laughs> I know the choice that would make me very happy. You want those Saberon. cat people from the, yep. yeah. Saberon. I don't know. That's they're too much Kamari. Like you need more like sleek cat people. Oh, 
I don't know who those would be in world. I don't maybe. Also, this is World of Warcraft. If the girls don't have big boobs, they don't make them. Oh man, googling diaper gnomes ends up. Don't do that stuff. Don't. (laughs) We are not responsible for what you Google, and also don't Google that. There's some strange things on Etsy. Listen, there's one thing I want to see in World of Warcraft, and it's none of this degenerate race choices that we've gotten into somehow. I just want mecha druids, okay? Yeah. That's all they need. Like, it's it's such an obvious thing. Let's do it. Mecha druids. Done. The end. And and you could even patch in the Transformers uh, transform <coughs> all out sound. That's right. I know that's what I would do if they do uh, no druids. <laughs> be the first ad on the ad. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, th- was that all the BlizzCon stuff we really cared about? Um, let's see. No, there's Classic Plus. I care about that. Um, the 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 next season of World of Warcraft Classic has it started yet? I don't think it started yet. Um, is they're going to add stuff to Classic? So they're doing new servers that have a level cap of 25 they've got a new raid at 25 and they're going to gradually add increase the level cap and add more content so they're finally doing the so-called classic plus it's called season of discovery i think and uh yeah it's it's classic but different so like finally a reason to play classic if you've played it a billion times and just want something fresh but with the limitations and and much more um i guess uh the the more sandboxed environment that is just limiting yourself to World of Warcraft Classic. So I think that's a cool idea. I think you, me, and Anna tried to do some Classic play. I think we should try it again on one of these servers. Because, again, with like all the requirements and time investments are lower, all we got to do is get to 25. I know it'll take longer to get to 25 than it does now, but like it just feels like a, a better entry level and more fun to me. But whatever. Uh, we'll see if I mean, it's any good. There are a couple of expansions ahead, so there's a little bit more quality of life feature than what we tried to do. Mm-hmm. When and, I rage, and they're bringing um, Cataclysm to Classic as well, so there'll be Cataclysm servers, which is like, is that really Classic anymore? But okay, yeah, it's old. Vaughn, I get that. <laughs> Vaughn and I were talking about that, and it's like, why didn't you just stop at Lich King? Because I feel like Lich King was where you peaked, and yeah, the old world kind of sucked but I-, I liked having the option to go back and kind of appreciate it and when they're, now that they're doing kata it's like what's the point other than just rehashing I mean that's why I think people want classic plus so it's like redo the old world make it flyable without the cataclysm changes which is silly because the whole point that they have those cataclysm changes was to enable them making the whole world flyable but whatever we're gamers we want ridiculous things <laughs> it's it, it's just a weird decision to make, but I, I I said for the longest time that if you give me Lich King Classic, I'll play it, and I never touched it, so I'm not the right audience for Classic. I, I did the starting zone for the Death Knights and was like, yeah, I forgot how clunky this whole thing was. Um, I'm going to do something else. So I, I don't know if I'm going to come back to the game or not. I'm 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 curious, but not curious enough to resub right now. Yeah. Oh, the, the the one thing that they are doing that I am kind of excited about is uh, um, a lot of stuff is going to be account wide, including new reputations and account wide bank, and you'll be able to uh, 
get all of your transmog appearances no matter what character you're running. Is that on content. Um, retail or classic? On, on retail. Oh, all right. Yeah. Um, and that's something I've wanted for a long time because I love uh, transmog farming. And gosh, I have all the, pretty much every single male piece you can get in Dragon uh, Dragon Soul. Or not, yeah. Mm-hmm. The one where you're on Deathwing's back. Yeah, the one that's about to become classic. <laughs> um, because I've been trying to get that mount because it's one more mount I need for an achievement. <laughs> and it's like, I am so sick of this dungeon, but I'm still trying to get the achievement. And I would get the plate appearance, or the, par- the appearances on other classes, but oh my god, doing this, doing that fight on anything but a hunter sucks. Mm-hmm. Or any, rather, anybody without a ranged thing. So, oh, so, yeah. Okay. Um, I, I, I'm trying to understand the things you said. They're changing. Um, what is this about banks? Unified bank is like across what? Um, cross you, um, account wide banking. So you don't, oh. no longer have to have like a bank tune. Oh, okay. Do you get more bank slots then? That'll be the question. Yeah. I'm not and is it Alliance grass. and Horde? How are they doing that? Yeah, I, yeah, I think it is. Can I? Did we get the cross faction guilds ever? Did that happen? Yeah, I think I think we did. All right. Let's go. Let's make WoW a thing again. Make make WoW great again. Yeah. Now that Bobby Kotick's on the way out, let's let's have WoW again. Um. I think part of why I just stopped playing is just because uh, I was playing things that were more interesting lately. We need a new MMO. That's good. I've said this before. I'll say it again. Uh, I think the age of the MMO is kind of done. No, FF14 done, Tam. They did their story. Now it's just slowly dying. Haven't you watched YouTube? Come on. <laughs> we need a new generation of MMO. 14 was great. It's time has passed. It's time for a new gen. This is what uh, Ashes of Creation or Pax Day or whatever the new ones are. Let's go. Vaughn's like, the whole genre is done. It's like, okay, well, what's next? Survival games? No. What are we doing? Come on. Is it VR MMOs? Because if so, that's okay, because now we can make the, the animes reality. <laughs> Virtual reality MMOs. Deep dive. I thought cozy games were kind of the thing now. Is it though? There are I'm a lot not, of them. I, there are, but like they're not calling to me. Dave the Diver kind of calls to me. I should play that. Is that cozy? Does that count as cozy? I've heard so. All right. I just want to play PoE though. Well, maybe that's your cozy game. That's no. I need. I, this is bad. I need to get out. That's why I'm waiting for the season to end. That's that's when it's done. I can move on to something, something else. How many else. months has this been going on now? Listen, they they've extended it a month. Is the problem? <laughs> it should have been ending like around now. It, the season should be done now, and it's not because the next thing is going to be really big, and it worries me because like if it's going to be really big, does that mean I'm going to want to play the next season? I can't, and yet I want to. <laughs> What's wrong with me? <laughs> Oh, help. 
Um, Astro Meta is coming to PC and consoles next year. This is uh, very much inspired by Undertale and Pokemon as seen by the battles. Um, you're an astronaut who returns to Earth to find, help find it overrun by intelligent human-like bacteria. And the battle system looks just like Undertale, but side-scrolling. Looks cute, though. Mm-hmm. Um, moving on, there's Darkest Dungeon 2 DLC, The Blinding Blade. Blah, blah, blah. The Binding Blade. That is so hard to say. Um, you're going to have two new heroes, uh, Duelist and Crusader, as well as a Warlord roaming mini-boss. Um, the Duelist is a discipline fighter that can switch between defensive and aggressive stances, while the Crusader is a front tank fueled by Holy Fire. Okay. Mm-hmm. That, that sounds like fun. Um We've got two mini trailers for the Vampire of the Masquerade Bloodlines 2 with two of the Vampire Clans, Bruja and, uh, how do you say the other one? Tremere? Yeah. Um, these, cl- these trailers don't offer anything as to an explanation of what these two clans are. They're like which, 10 seconds long. Yeah. Uh, which is like, I only know this because we tried to get a vampire game going when I was in high school and... Bruja are basically like anarchists, and Tremaine are like blood sorcerers and kind of highbrow. So, um, instead, they've been teasing uh, a full list of the powers and like a full trailer in early 2024. Uh oh, looks like we have the Toho game showing up. Yeah, Toho strategy game, no less. Uh, Toho spell carnival? Okay. Uh, game re- revolves around a 30-day spell card battle involving various characters from the Toho series and features bullet hell elements within its gameplay. How do you do bullet hell strategy? Look at the picture. No. Oh, okay. So it's it's Knights in the Nightmare. Well, it is. You thing. tell me. I don't know. I didn't play that. <laughs> huh. Yeah, I want to see gameplay footage of that before I spark any I think interest. we all would like to see gameplay footage, but we just have pictures. Is um, this a uh, is this a fan game or an official game? I don't know how this works anymore. Official I, game. Really? I think. Okay. Well, it's Compile Hard and Sting, so... Okay. Um, we've got Persona 3 Reload details uh, with Tartarus gameplay. Um, I have Persona 3 on the brain because they, there was a stream last night with Liam O'Brien dressed like uh, Akihiko. Monster- Makihiko, uh, which was kind of funny. He looks, voiced- yeah, he voiced he him. He looks like him. <laughs> mm-hmm. He he doesn't. I don't think he voices the character in this anymore, does he? Probably not, but I don't know. Okay. Um, he doesn't. He doesn't seem to care. Like he's not upset about it. But well, of co- of course not. They they. I said this on Backtrack. They're all making Critical Role money. They don't need to voice act anymore. Um. So, in Reload, you're going to have a new dash button as well as an auto-recover button to heal up party members with a single button. Um, there will be breakable objects that grant recovery items. Yes. Yeah, um, sorry, Akihiko is voiced by Alejandro Saab now. Okay. Which makes me sad that it's not Liam, but I guess it's time for new people. Yeah. No, I'm happy that he, um, he's kind of moved on. Has he moved on, or has he just cost too much now? Probably Why that. not Probably both? Probably a little bit of both. <laughs> All right. Anyway. Um, 
what else? Uh, sometimes members may suggest they scout on ahead, temporarily splitting the party while they search for a way to the next floor. And when you reunite, they'll hand over any items that will uh, that they found. Um, so it sounds like they're making Tartarus a little more interesting than just a random dungeon. It wouldn't take much to make Tartarus more interesting. Yeah. <laughs> it was the it was the low point of that game, you know. It yeah. was just the majority like of it. Yeah, well, it was that day. Its pseudo sequel is entirely just Tartarus. <laughs> uh, <laughs> maybe it's for the best that didn't get that, uh-huh. that didn't make the cut. Right. I uh, I I wonder if they spent so much time basically kind of doing the social stuff in in that game back in the day that oh, they yeah, yeah, yeah. they didn't have time to actually make a dungeon. <laughs> That's my theory. Um, we've got F- Faerun Fragment Isles announced. Uh, this is the fourth title in the retro style Faerun series. Did Anna? Did Anna play Faerun? Anna, did you play Faerun? Not yet, she says. Okay. Yet, wait. Yes, you played it. Did you like it? Should we play it? She says, "Eh." It looks like Zelda yeah. with a girl. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. Okay, cool. I've been asking Nintendo to make that, so why not enjoy it here? And then we've got an action RPG robots at midnight that has been revealed. Um, where you're playing a hero that's trying to uncover the secrets of a world called Yob that is inspired by eighties retrofuturism. It's even got the music. Yeah. Looks kinda neat. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry guys I'm flying through these stories because we missed a week and we have a bunch to do and well it's a lot of stories it's kind of small you're stuff. not flying it's going fine don't worry about it what about our life on water is this a duck RPG it's a life sim RPG inspired by the Kong rivers floating villages of Cambodia and Vietnam okay so I get to learn something yeah <laughs> Um, you're taking undertaking various tasks, including boating, fishing, diving, breeding animals, and establishing relationships. So, uh, this is a cozy game. Yeah, could, could be kind of interesting. Um, Baroque, really unique. Baroque decay resurrects catechi. Ke- How do you say that? Catechesis. Cat cheeses. <laughs> Cathesis? That's what it looks like, but there's an E in there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll go so, with the E is silent. English is hard, folks. So, this was originally announced 10 years ago, and it's a horror RPG, and it was put on hold while the, the studio was creating other ty- titles, and now they're revisiting again. Um, you can wishlist it on Steam, but otherwise there's not a whole lot of news. Uh, that's one, one of those one of those horror RPGs that has the uh, you know the very pixelated art style. Mm-hmm. It doesn't look like an RPG maker uh, horror no. RPG though. No, no, this looks custom. Um, we've also got another cozy game uh, creature collecting life sim called Moonstone Island. Um, it's set on an open world with over 100 islands, and um, you can move to one of the islands to complete your alchemy, alchemy training. 
and yeah, the, the trail looks kind of interesting. It has a nice, nice art look to it. Yeah, I might keep an eye on this one. I, I like the style. And then um, Cards, RPG, and Misty Battlefield gets additional details. This is a roguelike card, roguelike deck builder, Cards, RPG, the Misty Battlefield. It's supposed to come out in 2024. Um, you build a deck from over 50 types of cards to take on enemies in turn-based strategic combat. And the gameplay kind of looks like Fire Emblem. So this this card RPG is interesting looks. Because it's got photorealistic inspired backgrounds with like Vanillaware inspired art sort of, except chibi. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> this looks like it could be good. Yeah. Hey, speaking of Vanillaware. Uh-oh. We've got uh, more details about uh, Unicorn Overlord, the game that they announced during the Direct about a month ago. Mm-hmm. Um, it's set on the fantasy content of Feverith, and it was once composed of five nations, um, and now apparently an empire dominates all of them. So that's kind of the story stuff. Um, what else? You'll be able to sp- explore the game's overworld at your leisure. Um, you'll be able to fight enemies, liberate and rebuild towns, and upgrade your forces. Uh, there's also quests and events that can be found. Um, so, kind of giving me an ogre battle vibe. Yeah, it's it is totally ogre battle inspired. Okay. Um, this comes out on worldwide March eighth, twenty twenty four. Anna's looking forward to this. So a lot I. of people are looking forward to this, mm-hmm. honestly. <laughs> it looks it looks like a different take on the kind Kelly, of the RTS. Tell me what mistakes I made buying Baldur's Gate on release. Um, well, you missed out on the physical deluxe edition. I didn't even know this was happening. See, I kind of wish I would have waited for the PlayStation 5 version because it probably would have run way better than trying to play it on my Steam Deck. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, that's why you need edition- a giant gaming PC hooked up to your PC. That's a yeah. thing you can do, Kelly. You have that power. I've been thinking about getting a uh, better gaming PC, but we'll see. Um, yeah. In the meantime, it's eighty bucks. It comes with a physical copy of the game. The PC version includes an on-disc installer as well as a Steam key. Good job! So, wow. Yeah. All right. When's the so, last time you saw a PC game that had that? A non-disc was, installer, yeah. <laughs> when was the last time you saw a PC that had a disk drive? Disk drive, yeah. What, okay. what are you going to do to get it on there is the, is the real question. Yeah. I have one. I have an external disk drive I could look, uh, hook up. I don't have an internal one, though. <laughs> got rid of those. <laughs> I I still got an internal one on mine just because I like to rip C- my CDs to my hard That's drive. That's what I have the That's external one for. <laughs> Um, Not that, that I ever seven. remember to use it. <laughs> like, oh, is this just on Apple Music now? All right, whatever. I'll get around um, to so ripping it later. <laughs> and, then, and then the uh, PlayStation 5 uses two discs, and the Xbox Series X uses three, which is amusing to me. Uh, you've also got the original soundtrack on three CDs, a cloth world map, two fabric patches, 32 stickers, a poster and access to the current digital deluxe edition content, which I don't know what it is. I think it's like costumes and dice skins. And 
Yeah, I kind of wish I would have waited to get this. Nah, one, it's but... fine. Like the only good thing is there's a world map. It's always nice to have the world map, but I look at the world map and it's done in the style of the original Baldur's Gate, so you don't need it. Um, so it doesn't actually help you in the game at all. We have the Mind Flayer poster, which is kind of neat, but it's too tiny and it's just paper and you can see the folds in it, so that's no good. The box might be cool. That's kind of like the only real thing left that's that looks like it could be legit cool. Um, but that's speak, spoken from the perspective of someone who doesn't care much for stickers. I don't know if it's cloth either. That's a good point, Cyrell. Is it cloth? Is it a cloth map? It says world map. Is it cloth? It's cloth. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. This is only 80 bucks. So that's not too bad either. No, it's not. But that also explains why it's nothing super fancy. Yeah, um, th- that game was also for sale uh, all over the place in Japan. Good, because they actually got it physically over there. <laughs> well, at first, no, it doesn't matter. I wonder who localized it. That is, that is. I'm just is saying, curious. an eight four localization of <laughs> Baldur's Gate could be fun. <laughs> um, and then we've got like a dragon, uh, infinite wealth, uh, combat changes, and new jobs. Um, so you're you're gonna be able to control characters. This is the Ichigo character. game, right? This is yeah, the yes, fantasy yes. RPG. All right. So you're gonna be able to uh, move your character during combat within a certain distance. Um, so you can come to within the vicinity of items such as sign signboards and bicycles to use them on foes. Um, various new items can be used in this way. Um, so it's gonna streamline that part of gameplay because you know in the in like a dragon seven, whatever we want to call it. Um, you know, the characters just kind of like naturally were moving around while you were sitting there waiting to make your turn. So when you wanted to actually pick up signs or something like that, you almost kind of had to wait until the character would get close to a sign or wait until the, you know, like if you're trying to knock them into traffic, knock one of the enemies into traffic so they get run over by a car, you'd have to kind of like wait and set it up. So now you're actually going to be able to like, move your actively move your character around to kind of do those sorts of effects it's going to make that way faster if you're trying to do that kind of stuff yeah i i noticed that there were several times that i thought i'd be close enough to an enemy and i'm like nope just out of reach and that turns wasted <laughs> so um what are the new jobs we've got a samurai who has swords and bows there's aqua nut who uses marine themed creatures and items to inflict status effects got a on surfboard. Those. Wonder if that's part of the, the aqua nut. We got a West. <laughs> do we have a cowboy? Yeah, we got a desperado who has dual pistols, dynamite and ropes to take out multiple enemies. And a Kunochi who specializes Female in speed ninja. and can use its abilities to swap turns with allies or clones to deal damage. Oh geez, we got the housekeeper, so that's probably one of the ones for the for the uh, female characters using cleaning. Was there team. not a maid Clean. in the first game? I'm trying to remember. There was, was ho- hostess, hostess, yeah, ah, an idol singer, yeah. I don't. So think what's this? This looks like a um, Polynesian dancer. Oh, are I'm we out sure. of draw jobs? Okay, so this just could be a geo dancer. Geo dancer. Okay. He Instead of geomancer, it's geo dancer. Got it. Correct. <laughs> Sorry, I, I have to 
digress. Did, can we talk about how that new Overwatch hero they announced is just a ripoff of Maui from Moana? I mean, sure, but also <laughs> Moana didn't invent that. I, I know. It's just that <laughs> the character designs are very similar. Okay, yeah. I, I'm set. It's a missed opportunity. It's not voiced by The Rock. That's all I'll say. Yeah, that too. Sorry. I, I had to just point that out because it's also nobody seems to care about Overwatch 2 anymore. <laughs> no, that's the right opinion. Um, so we have got I think that was all the news items. Now yep. it's the uh new release dates. Um Legends of Amberland 2, the Song of the Trees, is releasing on PC next month, specifically on December 5th. This um, is an old school first person dungeon diving RPG thing, isn't it? And yeah, like DOS old school, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. This, this is a Phil game. Turn based yet fast pace, which is like, I don't know. <laughs> I like it's the music's not- very MIDI. This could be mm-hmm. good. Could be garbage. But um I'm interested. When's it coming out? Oh, it's a December sequel. 5th. You can already play it. You can play the first one now. Sorry, you said December fifth. Yeah. Oh, listen to this. This music's bopping. All right, you can't hear this, but... Yeah, I can't hear it. It's bopping. Trust me. All right, I gotta look into this. Um, of Blades and Tails fully releases on PC. Um, it was in early access and, uh, since October, but is now available on Steam and GOG and has a 25% discount. Um, this is basically a pixel-based furry game. You're it looks like game. a uh, mystery dungeon-style game. Yeah. I can't say I really care for the animation on the character, though. Looks kind of I. I know it's not really animated. Is, it's a still image that's just being moved around like it's a puppet. Yeah, I know. Um, animation and stuff is hard, but yeah, especially if it's, it's a small team or one person. Yeah, I don't know. It, it, it just looks kind of lazy to me. I mean, you're comparing it. But anyway, the the important question <laughs> is, is the game good first? And then we can complain about the art. But um, I guess we'll see. When's it um, coming out? It's out now. It's out now. Okay. Out so let's access. go look for some reviews. Um, Sorry, Vaughn was asking me if I was getting hungry. Vaughn, the answer is I'm always hungry. That's my power. <laughs> All right. What's up with um, King Arthur? When uh, King Arthur Knight's Tale is coming to consoles next year, um, this is where you're playing Sir Modred, King Arthur's nemesis. That's an interesting take. Yeah, isn't this like things went bad and like you've been brought back from the dead because things are so bad, even you're going to fight against them, even though you were the bad yeah. guy. Also, twisted King Arthur has come back from the dead. So like you get to king kill King Arthur and feel good about it. <laughs> yeah, um... Phil did a deep look of the original PC release, so if you want to know more about that, you can check that out. Coming out February uh, on consoles. All right. Neptunia Sisters versus. Yeah, it gets a release date um, January 23rd, 2024. And it's coming um, to Xbox. Be yeah. excited. <laughs> well, is it coming to Game Pass or you got to pay for it? Uh, they didn't say that part. They just said it's coming to Xbox. Okay. It's already out on PC. Tam has it. He probably loves it. It's got nep nep. All right. Trinity Fusion's coming out fully in December. Oh, he hasn't played it, says Tam. All right. Trinity Fusion coming out early access on December 15th. Uh, Exit 
early access on December 15th. Um, 20 bucks, and it's going to be on consoles as well, not the Switch. And you get to play as an interdimensional warrior linked to three of her parallel selves fighting against mutants and machines bent on destroying humanity. Is this a Metroidvania? Uh, it's a side-scrolling action roguelike. So, side-scrolling Dark Souls? Is that what that means? Yeah. I don't know what that means, but... That's what we it had got. Some very fluid looking combat. Very fluid. It looks looking. like I would looks like I would suck at this game. Yeah, but it looks sweet. This looks like a good game to watch on Twitch. Yes. <laughs> so go check that out. Trinity Fusion coming out next month. Uh, da, 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 da. Backpack Hero Kelly, you gonna play Backpack yeah. Hero? I I want to check this out because it looks fun. So this is a game where you it's all about managing your inventory. Um, because you, you can only use things that are in your pack and you only have so much space in your pack. And so you have to reorganize things to make them fit. You have to play Lutris. You can combine things. You have to decide what to pick up, what to drop. So it's all managing that. And then there's combat as you go along and I kept dying. And so I gave up on this in early access. Um, so it's coming out of early access now. Now it's out now. It got, it got stealth dropped on the switch, uh, store this yeah week. and it's out everywhere else too for 20 bucks so there you go um go check it out I, if you want to be a little mouse managing a backpack and supposedly you can unlock different characters too like yep. cats and other i bet they all have different powers or something too yeah other cute animals that's what intrigued me about it at first was the cute animals um so we've got that we have also got um Oh, uh, an Invincible game. So have, have you heard of Invincible? Yeah. Um, Come on, it's, it's Mark. A- Think, Mark. I know the memes. <laughs> um, so this this game, is it's free on Twitch Prime if you have that service. It's called I have Invincible Presents Adam Eve. And it's basically kind of a visual novel slash RPG and it's based off of the comic and TV show, well, the comic that inspired the TV show. So you're playing, a, you're balancing your life as a superhero and a student. And I, it's probably going to be really bloody just like the TV show. Um, the Thaumaturge has been delayed till February. This um, was supposed to launch, launch on PC next month, but now it's coming out on February 20th. And this is set in an alternate version of 1905 Warsaw. Um, yeah, not a lot much else to the story. Is this it made by depressing. the? Yeah, is is this made by the vampire people? I honestly don't know. It just looks like it, maybe. So I don't know. Eleven Bit Studios, Fool's Theory is the dev and publisher. I'm not sure which is which. And uh, yeah, February for PC. No, PC in December. February for consoles. You get to you thaumaturges, unlike the word that I'm familiar with from Final Fantasy fourteen, where they're, you know, black mages. Here, they are people who use their unique abilities and see deep into the psyches of humans. Yep, I agree. Josh, this is going to be depressing. Oh, it's uh, the people who also did the This War is Mine. This, this War of Mine. Definitely going to be depressing. Yep, yeah, okay, bad, bad. cool. Got it. All right, what's next? Metro Quester. Uh, Chemco Alert. Whoop! Whoop! Chemco Alert. Chemco alert. This is not a drill. Retreat from your nearest console. 
run to your nearest app store and download Warcraft Rumble instead of this game. Whoop, whoop, Chemical alert. I, I will say that the art style in this looks interesting. So you're, you're exploring dungeons in Tokyo whoop, that contain wall, walls The Chemco infection is already spreading to RPG cast hosts. Hosts. Uh, whoop. <laughs> it, it looks like an old DOS game, though, Chris. But with anime, the deception is spreading. Anime. Run for your lives. <laughs> Chris, look at the screenshots and tell me this doesn't look like your average Kimco. Kimco Do not be deceived. It's a Kimco game. <laughs> it does look Kimco neat. Publish. Yeah, I, it yeah. does look neat, Kelly. Um, but I know better. I was about to say, your <laughs> wife played uh, the blacksmith one that was And I did, made the alert sound every time. <laughs> I'm just saying, Chris. Hashtag not all Kimco. Uh, no. Hashtag yes all Kimco. <laughs> <laughs> what about the golf game? People like that one. Which golf game? Uh, go- I think golf RPG. Don't they only like that one because the real sports story sequel wasn't good? I guess. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm just I'm just arguing for the sake of arguing now. Um, okay, Metro. <laughs> you can tell. Oh no. Uh, so I don't know what this is. It looks like a dungeon crawler with DOS graphics less than DOS graphics. <laughs> Come on, Chris, stop holding back on your feelings about Kemco. <laughs> Listen, I've seen things things other people shouldn't see, and they were published by Kemco. <laughs> I'm just saying, sometimes they do put out some uh, quirky stuff. Yeah. It's this not looks all, quirky. It's not all RPG maker trash. It, it, would you stand by that statement for this game, Kelly? Yeah. You say I mean, this this doesn't look like it's a, a game generator game? I haven't out? played it yet, okay. obviously, but right. it, it looks significantly mm. more interesting than some other Kimco stuff I've seen. Okay. Yep. I agree on that front. I do agree with you there. I'm interested to see some reviews. <laughs> Lady Death's like, honestly, I lived through the old DOS days. I'm not sure I want to go back. I will say we covered a game earlier this show that we said was from the DOS era, and that one looked much more interesting than this one. Fair enough. This looks more like you're interacting with a Fallout terminal, which is not real Fair, DOS. Yeah. But because it's a... F- because it's a Fallout terminal, yeah, I want to. I want to hear more. D- did it do okay? I know the answer, but I want to see it written down. Is it out yet? Um, oh, December. So we'll be able to come back to this later. <laughs> and that's pretty much all the news. All right, new release. Here's what's coming up. Um, it all disappeared. I had written down what's coming. Oh, I put it on the template page. That's my fault. Let me insert that here. <laughs> Uh, uh, I've done that way too many times. Okay, and we've deleted it from the template page. Okay, so um, what's coming out this week uh, in Stars and Time? I don't know anything about it in Stars and Time RPG. It is black and white, I guess. It's a time-looping RPG adventure. Okay, I'm interested. Um, if it's good, uh, these usually require a fair amount of investment from the player because you got to play through multiple times and stuff but if it's written well it can be real fun so we'll see you're trapped in a time loop can you make a better future for you and your friends find hope where there is none left that means it's going to get worse before it gets better and uh yeah you can download a demo and it'll be out in two days um stay tuned for reviews 
Hooray. Uh, and what else? Uh, we could talk about what came out that we missed, um, which the only one I can think of off the top of my head is Super Mario RPG. So you could play that during Thanksgiving. Because nothing else is coming out this week because Thanksgiving. Mm. So. What is this? <laughs> okay, I just. Small Saga. It's a turn based RPG set beneath the streets of London in the medieval kingdom of critters called Rodentia. The game follows Mouse Verm as he sets out on a quest of revenge, partnering with other misfit rodents against the yellow god of death that took his tail. <laughs> oh my gosh. And the cats, or the, the rodents are all wielding like human objects they found, like a Swiss Army knife or a lighter or a scalpel. That's great. Okay. Anna's shouting it looks really good from the other room so maybe check out Small Saga and Spirit Tea if you want to make a ghost tea shop um, in the style of Stardew Valley or Super Mario yeah, RPG one, sorry go ahead that that one looked interesting mm-hmm. Spirit um, Tea yeah Yeah. oh the Coralmon came out too I thought um, Coralmon was already out oh for, uh, for mobile it came out for mobile oh. alright Okay. And Blades and Tail we talked about. Um, what the Duck hack and slash. Um, you get to summon spirit animals, and while some people have very mighty creatures, you're stuck with a duck. So, <laughs> Okay, I like the premise. I don't know if it's any good, so you can check out What the Duck and see if that's any good. Alright, the end. Alright, that's what I got for you. Go play Super Mario RPG or this this little rat game, Small Saga. Um, if, if you think a duck is a lame spirit animal, uh, go go mess with one at the park that has gosling or ducklings and see how mm. fast you, uh, Don't, you run, run. Yeah. Whoop, chemco alert. I mean, they're, they're the not duck. as mean as there's not as mean as geese, obviously, mm-hmm. but they're still pretty up there. Do not mess with geese. I went to a college that had geese mascots and they had to replace the geese with less angry geese of different species. Or the Don't geese mess. Angry. The geese were angry. They they just walk. They just listen. Sometimes there's traffic jams because the geese decide we're going to stand in the middle of the road and flap our wings at everybody, and you can't make us leave. I witnessed a goose try to chase down an SUV once. Yeah. <laughs> listen, the 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 reason the goose game exists is because geese are jerks. Yep. That is a correct statement. They're all horrible geese. That's what they are. <laughs> all right. Anyway, now that we've, we've trash talked the geese, um, I think it's time to call it. What are you going to play this week? Are you well, playing, Mark? We still, got, edi- we still oh. got editorials and early access, oh. Chris. I'm are, tired, Kelly. Are you going to get out of here? I'm tired. <laughs> I want to go eat. All right. Um, what Chris do we got? Hungry. No? All right. Enshotted early access date. Uh, this is a open world RPG. Um, the access date is on January twenty fourth. Okay, I've never heard of it. Yep, Look, looks souls like. Looks very dark and souls likey. I agree. And and then Guild Saga Vanis Worlds is coming to Steam early access. This looks Baldur's Gatey. Yeah. yeah. Is or is it tactical RPG? I'm not sure. And then uh, we've got... I oh, think, I hold think on. Guild Saga what? has some wicked cool animation in it. I'm going to call this out. Like, check out the trailer for Guild Saga. You might think it's cooler than you thought at first. Okay. All right. That's all I'm going to say. Sorry. Go ahead. 
And then I think this was the embargoed game that Sam was talking about the other day. Uh, she reviewed Like a Dragon, um, Man Who Erased His Name. Mm-hmm. She liked it. Three yeah. and a half out of five. Um, tender emotional moments. Uh, the new characters are interesting, and, and exploring the castle is entertaining. Um, combat becomes trivial after acquiring all the upgrades. Not all the sub-stories are successful, and live-action cabaret club is a no thank you. <laughs> a little creepy. What does, she mean by ex- what does she mean by exploring the castle? Uh, the castle is... Um... Oh, geez. They've done this before where they've had it. It was usually underground where they have like the uh, uh, the huge Coliseum and the casino and all of the all the stuff. The castle in this one is like a ship that's off sea offshore so you can do whatever. You know, there's no laws there. So they got a big Coliseum where you can fight, you know, where you can do fights for money and casino and all that kind of stuff. Oh, okay. I, the way that she put that, I thought it was a mini game or something. I was like, "What's explore the castle?" Well, it's like all the different mini games, basically. Gotcha. Um, we've got a Dave the Diver review from. Kevin Is that an RPG Smith? now? I guess. Okay. Oh, geez, um, you get to fight a mantis shrimp. Uh, those will mess you up. Yeah. Um, he gives it a four out of five, saying that it's original, addictive. Um, tons of interesting ideas and excellent presentation and unpredictable twists. Um, the negative, some, some sluggish visual performance on the Switch. Um, combat against normal enemies is simpli- simplistic and some frustrating QTE sequences. Okay. So, that's that. Just- Ooh, we got a Persona 5 Tactica review. From Luis Mauricio. He gives it a 4 out of 5. Fantastic combat, excellent soundscape, and a captivating story. Um, Few ways to customize characters and lack of enemy variety. Has Anna complained about that too? Not yet. She's not far enough. Um, We've got a Lords of the Fallen review from Pascal. Why does this name sound familiar? What's Lords of the Fallen? It already came out. This is a reboot. Oh, okay. Um, he gives it a three out of five, mm-hmm. saying it has an intriguing dual world concept, a massive world with engaging areas. Um, presentation is uh, delightfully gothic and bleak and has some twisted boss designs. But the negative is that the combat system occasionally fights back. The magic system feels like ultra easy mode and unbalances PvP and frustrating opening filled with systems galore. I don't know, Pascal. That uh, magic system uh, makes PvP easy. Sounds like a feature. But I notoriously suck at PvP in games, so violence may vary. And then a weird retro review from Michael Baker. Lucia or Lufia Curse of the Sinestrals on the Nintendo DS. Is he plowing through his backlog? Apparently. Um, and he so that's Lufia 2? Or is that the first Lufia? No, Not actually I, Lufia 2, it says. Okay, yeah. I don't know. Whatever that means. It was like a weird sort of reboot of Lufia. Mm. But it looks... Yeah. I'm confusing um, it with Rise of the Sinistrals, I guess. So it uh, keeps the original's puzzle theming in a new format, big booming boss battles, and the level break system helps but does not minimize effort. Um, the negatives uh, cuts the original plot rather lean. 3D platforming 
elements are variable in difficulty and not actually Lufia 2. Yeah, I don't know what's going on here. So this isn't the first game, but it's a cut down. I don't know. There's an explanation in this article. Just read it. It, <laughs> it, look, it looks like an ease game. Mm. It's presented as a remake of Lufia 2, but it's not. Or it's not as good as one. Oh, so this came later. This is for the DS. Right. So they yeah, ruined I said it. That. Okay. I get it. Sorry. I'll stop talking. Wait, I can't like, stop talking. I'm the host. Um, <laughs> Hi. It was like literally one of the first things I said when I started the review, Chris. Well, I was looking up some. <sighs> I'm looking up <laughs> things to talk about in a second. Sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to be snarky. No one. I didn't mean to talk over you, and I do it all the time, and I'm sorry. Um, what a, what other reviews we've got? Uh, Alex has a uh, editorial about Harvestella talking about um its narrative ambition, and yeah, that that game was a very heady game for a farming sim. I'm with him on this. <laughs> Uh, it, it was a good game, but there was some stuff. It's like, man, I gotta, I gotta go think about life. Um, kind of not what you think of with a harvest, you know, with a kind of harvest moon sort of game. Yeah, you really think about them for the, you know, the 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 gameplay loop, not really the the narrative. Yeah, that that narrative went places, but it was good. Well, that's good. Um, and then we've got an adventure corner with Ryan Costa with Slay the Princess. Well, that was a game Ryan was playing for several weeks, which he was very happy to do after playing a game where the princess kept talking to him and wouldn't shut up. So, Oh, right. Uh, silent. Hope. hope. Yeah. If you can see what he thought of that. And uh, I think that's it. So I'm going to talk about like two MMO alphas that are like going on this week. Um, I don't know the bounds on it but the pax day thing is going on for in alpha right now and that's an open world survival mmo um is it survival i don't know if it's survival it's an open world mmo and dune awakening apparently is having a closed beta this week according to lady death in our chat so that's another one if you've signed up for those and or have keys those are things you could do this week if you're into mmos um, and uh, let us know, is the next good MMO going to be one of these games? Because I would love to know. And you, Or you could just watch people play them on Twitch and make your own decisions from that. And Maybe it'll be accurate, maybe it won't, but don't worry too much about it, because it's just games. Okay, speaking of, what are you going to play this week, Kelly? Um, more Star Ocean. Cool. And what about you, Josh? More like a dragon. More like a dragon, so... We don't even care what's coming out this week. Nah. Play well, we it's Thanksgiving. Play. Yeah! Let's rest. Let's catch up. Now, my week is going to consist of uh, getting ready to introduce the kitten to Cat Tree. <laughs> Did I say Cat Tree? I meant Christmas Tree. But it's going to be really a cat tree. Uh, no, it'll gotta, turn into one. First yep. time. All right. <laughs> Well, if you're listening, please feel free to come to the RP Gamer th- sh- or the RPG Cast show thread on RPGamer.com and leave the answer to our question is like, uh, what's uh, what was an interesting Black Friday deal you saw or bought? And um, with that, I think we're going to leave you for the week. We'll see you next week. I hope you all have a good one. Um, if you're in the U.S. or celebrate Thanksgiving, please enjoy it and have a good one. And uh, if you're going out to any Black Friday deals, stay safe. What else? Um, dr- drive safe. Don't drive drunk. 
don't don't engage your drunk uncle at the dinner table. All all lead to his crying and failure. Yep. And and stop uh, stacking su- fruit, Cyril. Cyril has been stacking fruit for two hours. Stop it. <laughs> it's just going to break on you as soon as you get close to the watermelon. Anyway. Uh, all right, everyone. Have a good one, and we'll see you next time. Uh, next bye week, bye. yeah, bye bye, bye. <laughs>